Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Now, today is Friday, and that means one thing. It is time for the rules of language learning. Now, as you know, on the podcast, I like to answer your questions. It's my favorite thing to do, but I also think it's important to talk about the lessons that I've learned and to give you my personal take on the questions that I think really matter in language learning. Perspectives and ideas that might not be immediately obvious, but I think are really the most important things of all. And so this is where I offer you the rules of language learning. It's all the most important lessons that I've learned over the years distilled into simple rules for you to follow every Friday. Now, these rules are also available as video, uh, so recorded in my studio, and also as blog posts in case you like reading, so you can do that. To find these blog posts and video versions of the rules, simply go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click through to the language blog page and you'll find all the most recent rules there. And if you want to find some of the older ones, you can type in troll into the search bar. Troll, of course, standing for the rules of language learning. So it's nice and easy to remember. Before we get into today's rule, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show. They are, of course, italki. And italki is a place where you can get speaking practice for the language that you're learning. So if you think that speaking your language a little bit more would be helpful, and it always is, then italki is the best place to connect with native speaker teachers and tutors who can help you get that all-important speaking practice. If you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson and follow the instructions from there. I'll be back answering your questions as usual next week. But for now, please enjoy today's rule of language learning. Now, I want you to imagine that we drew a graph of the time it takes to become fluent in a foreign language, right? So here, uh, on one axis, we've got on one axis we've got time up here, and on the other one up there, we've got fluency. You see that? So we've got time and fluency on these two different axes. Got that? Okay. Now, leaving aside for a minute the fact that it is really hard to define exactly what fluency actually is, but let's just say for now that fluency means to be really, really damn good at the language, okay? So that aside, what do you think the curve of the graph actually looks like? Which do you think takes more time to improve at the beginning stages or the end stages of the language. And while you're thinking about that, take a second to subscribe to this channel so that you can get future videos dished up on a plate like an extra helping of gravy without you even having to think about it. Right, let's talk about this graph because I have a suspicion that if most people knew what this graph actually looked like, they would think very carefully about all the time they're spending on their language learning. So does the graph look like one long, one long straight line like this, where with every hour of work you put in, a little bit more fluent you get? Or maybe the graph looks a bit like, uh, like, like this, roughly like riding a bike, where at the beginning it's really, really hard, but then uh, it's, a, it's a piece of cake after that. Well, of course the answer is none of the above. You're all wrong. It actually looks a little bit like this. So as you can see, you learn lots right at the beginning. You make your most progress at the early stages. And then once you get to an intermediate stage of fluency, you're actually speaking the language, you're feeling good. But all the hard work hasn't even begun yet because you're in for one really long slog to reach the highest stages of fluency. That 
ladies and gentlemen, is the brutal reality of language learning. I wish it wasn't, but it is. It's a bit like going to the gym or eating healthily. It's pretty much bad news all the way. Now, my friend Anthony Lauder recently wrote a really good analogy of this in my Facebook community. And if you'd like to join the Facebook community, by the way, it's full of very smart people giving great advice about language learning. So just search Ollie Richards Fluency Mastermind on Facebook and come and join us. Anyway, Anthony gave me the following analogy, which I think is really good. So if you take the CEFR levels, which are a way to describe the stages of language learning. So we've got A1, A2, B1, B2, C1, C2, where A1 is super basic and C2 is super advanced. What Anthony said is each proficiency level takes twice as long as the one before. So for example, if you take, if it takes you say three months to study to A1 level, it will take you six months to reach A2, one year to finish B1, two years to finish B2, and so on. That is quite a sobering thought. Now, I think Anthony's description of the time it takes to get better at a language, I think is pretty accurate. And it underscores the point that reaching the very high stages of a language is very, very hard. It's a huge amount of work. And the truth is that for most people, reaching true fluency probably isn't feasible because to do so would require you to radically change your life circumstances in order to get the necessary amount of exposure and practice. So what does all of this mean? Am I telling you just to give up and not bother? Well, no, not at all. The reality is actually much kinder than that. And in fact, I'm about to save you a lot of time, maybe even years. You see, there is always more to learn in a language. You will never escape occasional feelings of inadequacy, however advanced you get. When you get stuck with a new word or mess up something you're trying to say, there is always more to learn, more to improve. And so it's really easy to beat yourself up about not being good enough. In fact, you could quite easily beat yourself up about not being good enough in your target language for the rest of your days. But if you always hold yourself to the standards of complete perfection, then yes, you're always going to be rather disappointed. But you know what? When I think about the satisfaction I've personally had from language learning, it's mostly not from the languages that I speak best. One of my most rewarding language memories that I have, and I refer to this often, is when I lived in Egypt, a place with a very, very big cultural divide where the locals are not used to blonde-haired, blue-eyed people like me speaking Arabic. Now, my Arabic was never particularly good, quite the opposite, really, but I... I have to say that I found it so, so rewarding. In Cairo, you see, when, when they would see me, the people that would see me going to such an effort to learn and speak to them in Arabic, they would react with such warmth and friendliness. And, and I found that so much more rewarding than anything else I can think of in, in, in any of the 10 or so languages that I've learned. Now, I know that's a fairly simple example, and you might find yourself saying, depending on your circumstances. Uh, yes, Ollie, but me, you see, I've lived in Spain for 10 years now and I still struggle, so I would quite like to be able to do more than just say hi and smile to somebody. And if that's you, that's perfectly understandable. But of course, managing your relationship with your languages works on a sliding continuum. At the, at the very bottom end, you will never meet a happier language learner than the one who's been learning a new language for just a couple of weeks and has just experienced the buzz of speaking with a real person in the language. 
that is a huge buzz and it really doesn't ever get any better than that, you know, your first conversations. But likewise, at the higher end of the spectrum, I mean, at, at this point in my life, some of the most rewarding experiences I have here, uh, they're here in London, where I live, where I might meet someone from Japan or from Hong Kong. And these people would never think in a million years that someone looking like me walking down the street in central London would be able to chat to them in Cantonese or Japanese. And yet from time to time, I do meet people from these places. I stop and I speak to them in their language. Uh, and I speak both of these languages quite well. And these people are blown away most of the time. Not because I'm highly fluent and completely perfect, because I can assure you that I'm not, uh, but because for that person at that time, being in a foreign country, maybe feeling a bit out of place themselves, away from home, to come across someone who can speak their language, there really are not many feelings as, as special as that. And above all, the quality of this kind of experience, it has nothing whatsoever to do with your level of perfection in the language. Whether you've got your conjugations together or your verbs in the right place, because like we covered in a previous rule of language learning, at the end of the day, no one really cares about your languages. Indeed, the whole point of learning languages is not to know the language, but to know the person. So before I continue this sermon any longer, let me wrap up at this point and say that the point of this rambling here today is to say that yes, it's very hard to reach perfection in a language, and it takes a very, very long time. But perfection also doesn't matter. Because the thing that will bring you joy in your languages and bring joy into the lives of the people who you touch with your languages is much more about you and the extent to which you can convey your personality when you speak than whether you've memorized every single word in the dictionary. So learn to look beyond your mistakes and look for ways in which you can bond with others with the things that you do get right. Ladies and gentlemen, if this video has resonated with you, then click that like button below and leave me a comment to let me know if like me, you struggled in the past with delusions of linguistic grandeur. And whatever you do, just remember, you don't have to be fluent in your languages. Thanks for checking out the video. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did enjoy it and you'd like me to continue this series of the rules of language learning, then you can let me know by liking this video. Also, if you'd like to be notified when I upload new videos every week, then you can subscribe to the channel using the big red button below and the videos will pop right up in your news feed. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy the podcast, then you're going to love some of the email courses that I've created. These are completely free email courses which are written specifically for different languages and different levels. I've spent years writing these things. So whether you are an intermediate Spanish learner or a French beginner or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar, I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips. That's IWillTeachYouALanguage.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.